Hey, welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm here with Jordan. How you doing, tonight, man? Doing great. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. My fiance's birthday today, so just kind of hanging out. I stayed home from work for the most part. Still had to work, but got to work from home for the most part, so that was kind of nice. Tell her happy birthday for me. Will do. Will do. She's uh, we got. All, I had her watching Game of Thrones, so we just finished Game of Thrones. So she had never seen it, so now she's watching oh, wow. House of Dragons. Yeah. All right. So, so yep. She she had a hard time getting into it, and then once I got her through, like you know, the first five episodes of Game of Thrones are kind of slow. Yeah. But then it, then it was like as soon as I got off work, she's like, "Oh, you want to watch an episode?" Like you know, she was like super into it. So I I had that same struggle. I had a hard time getting through the first the very beginning. The first time I tried, I was like, "Nah, this isn't for me." And then yeah. <laughs> once once I, once I got in, it. though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once. You know, once it really starts diving into everything, it's like, okay, this is a really, really good show. So she didn't hate the ending the way that I did, but I I was really invested in the show during the time of the show. So yeah. I think it was a little different than like now if you just watch it through. Yeah, it's probably not the worst ending, but like back then it was like, how could they? <laughs> I was very so. disappointed. Well, this was a pretty interesting week of uh, football. Um, Dude, it was wild. Yeah. Uh, my beautiful Broncos um, are, <laughs> <laughs> gave, up, gave up 70 <laughs> points to the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, uh, it was, it was uh, one of the worst defensive performances. I, I don't think I'll ever see a performance like that again like Over I will 700 yards 726 yards yeah <laughs> you know and the, and the sad part is is like our off we had 330 yards of offense so it's like it wasn't a terrible day for us either it was like 300 and something yards yeah 330 yards or something passing it might have and been Russell like, Wilson's best looking day passing Right. It wasn't even like a bad offensive game. It was in Marvin Mims had the 90 yard, 99 yard, you know, returned. And it was like, that's not even, it was just that defense was so bad. I prayed and you know, this, I said it over and over that I was going to wake up and Vance Joseph would not have a job. And instead I woke up to him still having a job and no one getting fired. So (sighs) brutal it was, but you got to say that offense looks so good it's so So many weapons like they're all they had three of the top uh speed touchdowns of the weekend tyreek hill (laughs) had one and a chain had two um a chain went from like very fast yeah he had like point point six uh fantasy points and then now he's the rb5 on the season um so it was 12 oh whatever it is is the guy's ridiculous still um I mean, it was coming out. I, I'm curious to see now the the split between Mostert and A Chain. You know, going forward. Uh, yeah, in a game where it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not just a I, touchdown. I mean, literally, everybody like gave whoever, up. whoever, yeah, whoever gets the ball gets a touchdown. Like <laughs> it was like, oh, here's a 68 yard touchdown for you. Here's uh, one, like freaking Oprah out there handing out touchdowns. So, it was great. It was great. Uh, I mean, it was it was fun for fantasy, like. As you know, as a Bronco fan, it was the most painful thing I've ever watched. As a fantasy football fan, it was so fun to watch. <laughs> oh like, yeah, 
I I played against A Chain in a couple of leagues, which is really surprising that people had the nerve to put him in. Um, and one of them, another one was a best ball, and sixty points in best ball, which that one hurt because you get like first down points, like all that. So he put up sixty on me. Um, that was pretty painful. I put up two hundred and fifty one points, and I lost by ninety. Um, Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he had, crazy. he had, okay, he you're had right. A-Chain, A-Chain is up to RB5. Yeah. RB5 correct. on the season. And Ray Mostert is RB1. <laughs> yeah, it's just so crazy. Uh, but that's what happens when you get to play Vance Joseph's defense. So, um, DJ Moore can have the greatest week of the season next week. Um, <laughs> I'm calling it right now. Like, it's just, God. I I hope. Anyways, I just at this point, I just want something to change. I was if looking, anything can help the Bears' offense, it's the Broncos' yeah. defense. Yeah. Well, <laughs> someone had posted because our DC went to Arizona, um, and they from last year they were the thirty second ranked defense last year, and they're the fifteenth ranked defense this year. We were the twelfth ranked defense last year, and we're the thirty second ranked defense this year. Yeah, so coaching matters a lot. That yeah, it's huge difference. Um, you know, I mean overall like not, not every really team upset. can score 70 points and not every team <laughs> can allow 70 points. So, that's you know. very true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not like as far as the the weapons for like Denver Sutton, you know, still seems to be the number 1. It Judy's snaps are starting to go up. I expect Mims snaps to start to go up too. Um, mm-hmm. especially after Sutton had two fumbles in the game, which really set up, you know, us falling behind that far, Uh, you know, so, but I mean, Russ still isn't a, hasn't been a terrible, you know, option as far as fantasy goes, like, especially in two QB leagues. Um, I still wouldn't start him in any one QB leagues, but no, uh, maybe against the bears. You, you could, if you absolutely had to, but um, you can do worse right now, than a streaming option, especially in a deeper league, like a 12 or 14 team. Like Russ is probably a, a pretty good streaming option if you're unsure quarterback this week. Yeah. yeah, especially with, you know, and there's a lot of people dealing with, you know, the Burrow situation. Uh, Trevor Lawrence really, really struggling right now. Um, you know, there's Deshaun Watson. I'm not, Deshaun, you know, I wouldn't drop those. Well, Watson, maybe he you finally drop had a stream. He finally had a game, but yeah, yeah, I think he's more of a streamer. Um, but that was Tennessee. So, you know, that everyone kind of expected that game out of him because of it being Tennessee. But I think, you know, like T-Law and Burrow, I wouldn't drop those guys, but if you have the ability to play a second quarterback until they start to get it figured out or Burrow gets healthy, um, you know, it's not a bad idea to look at some of these other other guys that are on the waivers. You know, they're having pretty good seasons right now. So um, Burrow did get yeah. the offense moving a little bit this week. Uh, you know, we saw Chase get involved and have a really nice game. T Higgins kind of disappeared again. Um you know, he had some targets that just weren't quite there, but yeah, um, Burrow had no touchdowns this week, but I mean, he still threw the ball pretty well. He's he did really see he's hampered by that injury because he's not like I watched quite a bit of the highlights of that game. I didn't get to watch the whole game, but um, 
you know, he wasn't planting right. Definitely wasn't taking off to run at all. Which... It looked like there wasn't near as much velocity on the ball either. Yeah. Like, did you yeah. notice that? It seemed like the ball was flying slower. <laughs> like... And I just think that's because he can't quite plant right. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. And, and so I think that plays a little bit into it. But, you know, I, I think he's going to get healthier as the the year goes on. Um, and it that's one thing I wanted to talk about in this, you know, from the reactions this week, obviously chase, you're always putting out there. Cause he's you saw, it was not the greatest offensive game, but chase still had a really good game. He was a touchdown away from probably being the wide receiver two on the week. Um, may, you know, Devonte Adams and Keenan Allen probably would have still outscored him um, in most formats, but you know, but what do you do with Higgins? Like we were talking about this a little bit before we turned on the show because we both are Higgins owners. Um, you know, I benched him last week um, for a player that was inactive. Well, kind of inactive. Um, that was painful. That was a rough one. Yeah. Um, I, I benched him for Josh Reynolds, for everyone wondering. Uh, fresh off really good game. I was pretty, you know, excited for him to be involved in the offense. Um, hadn't had less than you know, six targets in a game was super, you know, involved in a high powered offense and then nothing. Um, I guess he did play. I thought it, cause it says zero snaps, um, on sleeper. So I didn't think he even played. Like I said, I didn't get to watch the game, but he was not involved at all. So yeah. I heard that he there. was inactive. Like that yeah, he was kind of a surprise that, inactive. Yeah. I was watching on Twitter that he started the game pretty early and he missed a, um, like missed a block like really bad. And then that was just basically kind of the end of the game for him. Um, Weird. And so I don't know what happened, but man, it's so frustrating when that stuff happens, when they're like, oh, he's cleared, he's going to play. And the same thing happened with Higgins last year. You know, everyone was like, oh, he's active. Okay, let's put him in the lineup. Boom, he gets a zero because he sits on the sideline. And that's essentially what happened to me. Granted, you know, Higgins only got three points this week, but you know that yeah it wouldn't have been a game changer but yeah. i mean it could have been for some people yeah. um yeah i i mean you can still play higgins but i think you're looking for good matchups and you're like it'd be a lot better if you could hold him on your bench for a week or two just to see if this offense can maybe turn things around if broken you know if he's feeling better over the next couple of weeks and and can kind of get things going again with this offense cuz uh, you know, it's been unimpressive and, you know, we saw a good, a good, uh, week from Higgins in week two and then nothing again this week. Uh, Jamar chase finally got involved after a disappointing week one and two. Um, so, you know, right now it seems like both of them are kind of going to be boom bust. I would much rather play chase still, um, you know, bigger booms. And I think the busts aren't, you know, quite as bad. We saw a donut from T Higgins in week one, but, um, uh, yeah, it, it's really like I, I think you're going to have to wait for some consistency and maybe you'll get it towards the end of the year. I still think Joe Burrow is a really good quarterback. I don't think that's in doubt with anybody. But um, yeah, you, we need we need time for for them to figure things out a little bit. So if you can keep them on your bench and you've got other options, that's the way to go. And if you can maybe find somebody on the waivers who you feel more confident starting in like a larger you know, in a deeper league. Otherwise, you probably have them on your bench. But in a deeper league, you can definitely be searching the waiver wire for some of those guys who, um, you know, they're decent spot starts. So, 
And I think a couple so got, of them we'll be talking about. Yeah, this one, you know, I, I'm curious because like I'm in this situation. I don't there could be other people in this situation too, but like so I've got T. Higgins going against Tennessee, and then I've got Calvin Ridley in another struggling offense going against Atlanta, who's their defense has been playing really well. They run the ball so they control the clock. You know, do you still go Ridley? Or do you go Higgins against Tennessee's really bad secondary? I mean, it's a really, yeah, it's a good matchup. Um, I definitely watch what's going on with T Higgins over the course of the week. Cause he did get a little banged up in that game too. So I want to see what's going on there. Cause I like the matchup. If we hear that he's, you know, totally good to go and that Burrow's making some progress and starting to feel better. I think I'd want to go T Higgins, but uh, otherwise, yeah, I think I would, I would bench, t- bench Higgins. Okay. Um, the Chargers uh, on one side had a, I mean, amazing game. Keenan Allen, twenty targets, uh, eighteen receptions for two hundred and fifteen yards. Just ridiculous game. Uh, he also threw a forty-nine yard touchdown to uh, Mike Williams, but Mike Williams did suffer a torn ACL um, at the toward the end of that game, which is just a massive blow for that offense. I mean, it seems like every year something happens with their receiving core. Granted, they did, you know, draft Quentin Johnston. Um, and then they also have Josh Palmer, who caught a touchdown as well in this game. So it with that, with the Mike Williams, you know, injury, where do you see the targets going? Um, do you think Quentin Johnston starts to – who's who's more of a stash for you for this season in a redraft league? I think it's still going to take a little time on um, on Quentin Johnston. I think they're going to want to get him more involved, and certainly this may speed up the timeline, but I think this offense is pretty comfortable with Josh Palmer being the secondary weapon to Keenan Allen, especially the way Keenan Allen's playing right now. So I think um, it'll pro- you know, Keenan Allen's still certainly the one you want to have there, and I think Josh Palmer's probably a good spot start for the next week or two. Um, you know, he, he would have worked out this week. I believe he had a touchdown and I, yep. I think he'll see some more volume next week. I don't think they'll just immediately, you know, throw a ton at Quentin Johnston when he hasn't been getting involved, but it's very possible. This is, you know, we've seen stuff like this happen and be the pathway for a rookie to get way more involved. So, um, I, I would rather stash Quentin Johnston for the upside. If I needed a spot start though, I think I would go the Josh Palmer route. I'm the same way. If you if you're comfortable with your receivers now, uh, I would put QJ on your bench. But if yeah, if you need someone that you have to start, if you did lose Mike Williams and you don't have someone else that you can start, um, Palmer would not be a, a terrible option. He he will be involved, especially for the next couple of weeks. So, um, Devonte Adams had another amazing week this week. Uh, you know, he's basically QB proof. Um, you know, he can, he's involved all the time, but what do you make of his reactions kind of after the game? Like talking about I, how I didn't see him. So after the game, he, he basically said, you know, that he doesn't have time to wait around to have things get figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's not, he's, he's at the age basically where he wants, he wants to win now. So that they don't have a, that the Raiders don't have a, a winning mentality. Like they're not bringing it out there. Do you, 
like you're a Raiders fan. Do you see them like asking for a trade? Do you see them, you know, trying to figure this out? Um, where the trade would be tough because of the contract, I think. Um, they, you know, these things can always change really rapidly. And so, you know, they can, they can rework the contract and make a trade happen if that's what needs to happen. Uh, he's, you know, certainly right. The Raiders are, are not a good team right now. So I don't blame him. And he's, you know, wide receivers, they, they only last so long. So he's probably only got a couple years left of being like that difference making force for a team. And, you know, he, he could even have a career after that, but there's, there's only so long that you can really dominate. So, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I, I'd love if they could work something out, but honestly, like, I think it would probably be a smart move for a bad team to get the assets you can for a player like Devonte Adams. Who's not going to be around in two or three, you know, three or four years, maybe even not even two, two years when, uh, when you're trying to get this thing sorted out. So, you know, I was thinking of a team that could, that has the assets to maybe acquire him. Uh, what if Houston went after him? Mm. You know, I mean, if he can go some, if he can kind of choose where he goes, I don't think that's going to be at the top of his list. I guess it's similar situation of, I don't have time to wait around. Exactly. Like so. Stroud looks good and that's great. And that's fantastic for Houston, but Stroud doesn't look like you know, their defense is terrible. So, you know, yeah. uh, I mean, they've looked OK in the passing game. Um, they've, you know, last year, their really, line is terrible. Their offensive line's terrible. They they're they struggled really, really bad against the against the run last year. And they looked better against QBs because of how much they gave up on the ground. You just didn't need to throw. Um, and so, you know, the defense has improved a little bit, but it is not championship level football there i don't think that's really where he'd want to go if he had a choice but you know players don't always get to choose when they say hey i want to trade and the and the team decides to do that you're looking for the right assets so Mm -hmm. um yeah it'd be interesting i'm not sure like i think the one that sticks out most is kansas city but i there's no way the raiders would trade him in division yeah no chance that that happens but um Um, you know maybe the giants yeah but again i i think that's a similar situation you know i I don't think they're a Devonte adams away from winning it the way they're playing this year um that offensive line's just as terrible i just don't know where he could go right now that I mean, like you said, you know, Kansas city, but like, there's no way he gets there. And I don't know where maybe Buffalo, but you know, I don't know that they're, they would pay him. Um, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't really know where he could go that could make a difference, but either way, um, you know, he's still (laughs) great for fantasy and, you know, I, they, they, they're, Game script is going to lead to Adams having big games regardless. Um, you know. Yeah, our defense is terrible. So. We're gonna give up a ton of points. So they're gonna have to throw. 
Yeah. I bet yeah, you won't give up 70 when you play Miami, though. But or probably not. That's a tough task right there. So, you know, you're, asking, cool, you're, not, you're not only asking a lot of the defense, you're asking a lot of the Miami offense to just like have the drive to continue to score that long. You know, we we might not put up as many points as Denver did, although in when we played Denver, we put up more points than they did. So, I you know, we'll, we'll see. You put up 17 in week one. We put up 20 against Miami. So I'm saying when the Raiders played Denver, we put up more points. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Again, another atrocious game. (laughs) They've been stacking them up there in Denver. Yep. Yep. But we'll see. So, well, is there any other news or anything you kind of want to talk about that happened this week or you noticed? Um, uh tight ends are terrible and we got everything wrong about tight ends but it's not because we were actually wrong it's just because tight ends are terrible all of them except for travis kelsey and maybe mark andrews sam laporta if sam laporta might be good sam laporta is i'm not gonna declare him good yet tight ends are always so disappointing that i'm not gonna i'm not ready planting i'm planting my flag hawkinson he's he's pretty good are we there Let's put it this way. I am so confident in Laporta that I put Mark Andrews on the trading block in a dynasty league because Laporta's on my bench. Okay. That's pretty confident. That's pretty confident. But I also know Andrews is one of the most valuable players I have on my dynasty to be able to True. move. True. To you know, and Laporta could fill in fine. Like all right. I, I I still I still think it's Kelsey Andrews, like in my opinion. Like I still definitely, I'm not definitely. saying Laporta is above Andrews. I'm just saying I put him on the block because I think he could fill in. So um yeah. and you'll definitely get a lot more for Andrews than you would for Laporta right now. Yeah. Although you'd still get few, you'd still get a yeah. decent amount for Laporta, I think. Yeah. I sent out a few trade offers and I was quite shocked that um they got declined. Uh but you know. It is what it is. Like even even Zach was like, "Man, I bet you're glad they didn't take that now." And I was like, "Well, kind of now that I really think about it, but I just can't believe they said no." <laughs> it was <laughs> it was pretty shocking to me. But you know, there was there was you know some some other like interesting games. I mean, Buffalo's defense looked incredible this week. Um, you know, obviously, I I'm like one of the biggest Sam Howell truthers out there. I I. I love him his talent um rough week this week uh and uh you know it's okay it's gonna happen but oh uh Derek Carr also suffered the oh yeah shoulder injury um he's week to week right now so more than likely when Jameis Winston is gonna start next week uh and uh also Alvin Kamara is set to return next week so yes and Let's see. Oh, we got news that um, Jameson Williams is allowed to like return to practice facilities, but he's not. He still can't play yet, right? Not until I think week seven. Not until week seven. Yep. All right. And then uh, the Patriots, fin- or not the Patriots, the Jets went out and signed a veteran quarterback. Yes, they did. Solved all of their problems. Trevor Simeon. <laughs> Is coming in and he's going to fix them. 
Trevor um, Simeon's gonna fix them. He, you know what? He could be. No, <laughs> never no. mind. I was gonna I say maybe know. it was Denver's fault than... that he was bad, but there's no way he's gonna come in and fix the Jets. <laughs> no, did you? I uh, saw on Twitter that the Jets reached out to uh, Matt Ryan, and oh. Matt, Matt Ryan said that he was comfortable doing, uh, like the the um uh sideline stuff and all that with i think he's on espn oh Matty um, ice that that's a good so that was kind about, of surprising what about um surprised i ever reached out to like carson wentz or i mean there, there's a nobody lot wants of, carson wentz he's out carson, there everybody's sorry, known he's out wentz, there he's better than garrett wilson he what? is better, better than, than garrett, garrett wilson zach wilson that's what I said. <laughs> he is not better than Garrett Wilson. He is not, but Garrett Wilson could probably play quarterback better than Zach Wilson. Probably. He could throw it to himself better than Zach Wilson can throw the ball. They are imploding. I mean, they're on the sideline. They're fighting. They're yelling at their coaches. There was a, a video captured of Garrett Wilson on the sideline saying that Zach Wilson can't throw the ball. <laughs> like he was telling another receiver. He's like, he's he can't not throw wrong. The ball. You know, so like they're they got to do something, and the coach just keeps coming out saying that he's our quarterback. Like, what are you doing? You have the roster to win. Like, do something. I can't believe they're not making calls to Minnesota trying to get Kirk Cousins. Like, they're zero three. Make the call. Yeah, you know, it's it's you could do anything right now to make that roster. I mean, us as fantasy managers dream of it. Um, you know, maybe not the people that have Justin Jefferson, but the rest of us dream of it. Um, so, because I don't have any Justin Jefferson shares. So, oh, yes, I do. Dang. Never mind. I don't like that idea anymore. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, another surprising one the Cardinals beating the Cowboys. Yeah. That was crazy. Like, what happened? Like, I mean, uh, why uh, why cardinals why did they do that yeah i i don't even know why you want to win the game like i thought that they played really good against the giants and then they were like oh man we're supposed to lose this game let's blow it and so they lost and then they go play dallas and they're like hey you know what we're gonna win this one forget the draft pick like, that's i mean that's the best way to tank that i can think of is like you're out there you're putting up stats these guys are you know a lot of these guys are going to be looking for contracts at other places or looking to extend there with the the new regime that comes in the new quarterback and everything but um you know so they want to go out and play they don't want to just go out and lose but if you can go out and put on a show and then like blow it at the end and it's a good game then it's like all right cool this worked out for everybody fantasy managers are happy people like the game people will keep paying to put their butts in the seats and watch the game if it's at least entertaining so yeah and you got you know you got a couple young guys that you're a little excited about mike wilson's flashed a little bit and i don't trust that offense and i don't think i want to play him for fantasy at least right now or even like roster him in regular redraft leagues but um you know it's some some guys to be excited about so um, he could with kyler he could or caleb wilson caleb williams if they end up getting him could be insane uh because Wilson has looked, Michael Wilson has looked really good. You know, James Conner is still just, 
he's basically matchup proof right now. I mean, that Dallas line is so good. I did not expect him to have 98 yards and a touchdown rushing against no, Dallas. No, I thought it was going to be a rough game for Connor. I'm shocked. Yeah. Like Dallas, since, you know, I mean, maybe losing Diggs was that big of a deal to that defense because they were kind of getting, you know, exploited in the passing game as well with some deep shots that I think normally they would have felt they were fine with. And um, so, yeah, I think maybe it's it's changed the dynamic there. They're going to need to adjust and figure some things out without having digs on one side at all times. So um, it'll be interesting to see how Dallas's defense goes forward because that's really, really the strength of that team. I mean, the offenses looked okay. They didn't look great against the Cardinals, but they looked you know good the week before and didn't play much in week one at all. Um, yeah didn't need to and so it was uh it's in it's really interesting like i feel like we haven't fully seen what this dallas cowboys team is gonna be at the end of the year because so much has changed and so much has gone really weird over the first three weeks yeah um you know tony pollard still had 23 carries in that game you know in a game that you're behind that i mean that says a lot about how much they trust him he had 122 yards rushing um you know, so that, that was a big game for him. So, you know, yeah, they fell behind. Um, they fell behind really early. And I think it just kind of, I think it shocked them more. I think they, I think this might've just been one of those games where they just totally looked past them. Um, and they, it kind of caught them off guard, but you know, Joshua Dobbs hasn't played terrible. Um, you know, he was, he had 17 completions, only 189 yards passing, but he had you know, 55 rushing yards. Um, and then James Conner, you know, like I said, had 98 rushing yards. That's, they could be kind of, they're kind of an interesting play. I, some of those guys going forward. I love Josh Dobbs. I mean, he's turning me into a huge fan because I own him in <laughs> our, our two QB dynasty, which my team is not good. And I am in the process of rebuilding, but my wide receivers have turned out to be pretty good. And so like last week when Dobbs exploded and so did Puka Nakua, I, I had a huge victory, which is fine. I don't have my own picks next year, even though I have a, a three firsts. So it's just kind of every week in that league is kind of like, yeah, we'll, we'll just see what happens. I don't really care. So yeah, it's uh, but owning Dobbs has been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for that guy. <laughs> I've been watching it all over. Yeah, I've been watching him all over social media. He's been cracking me up. The whole he went in to try and buy his own jersey. Yeah, the team oh. store didn't even have his jersey. <laughs> that's yeah, that's who the Jets need to go get is Kyler. Yeah, they could. If the Jets went and got Kyler and he comes back healthy week six, week seven, and they can manage to scrape out a couple wins with their defense until then, um, that that could be that'd be an interesting play. Yeah, I don't know if they can just, do it because the contract is like they're the Cardinals are paying Kyler a lot of money. They are, they are, and the Jets already have a lot of money wrapped up. And maybe granted, the Jets could just go get Josh Dobbs. Yeah, well, that's why I'm surprised they haven't made a call to like the Browns either for uh, Dorian Thompson. You know, like he's a competent, good. You know, I think he would be better than. I bet they're screaming and wishing they had Mike White right now. Um, oh yeah, you know, but there's some, I just, I can't believe they haven't made one call there. There's quite a few 
players out there that they could assign. Well, they could sign. Who who they didn't they sign somebody today to the practice squad? I think, but um, oh, I'm not. I didn't see. I just saw Trevor Simeon, and I that, don't, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Simeon. I just don't get it. That I don't know. Of all the people you're going to reach out to, it's Trevor Simeon. But okay, mm-hmm. so. Um, but other than that, you know, pretty interesting week of, of football. Um, Monday night was kind of interesting. Maybe. Hey, so sorry, just on that Jets thing, maybe they don't want to go get a cheap QB because then if they win with them, it would be hard to justify how much they paid for Aaron Rodgers. True. Maybe but, they're maybe they're just like, eh, it's better if we just lose and Rodgers comes back next year and we try and win next year. We get another, yeah, because they have young enough guys. Oh, that's poor Jets fans. Poor Jets fans. <laughs> Thirty seconds into their season, and you know they were so excited for this year, but um, yeah. Uh, but Monday Night Football, the Eagles bounce back. Um, from they played kind of rough uh to start the season they looked pretty good defense looked good got uh baker through his first interception of the season um but mike evans still continues his i mean he is playing great this year and i almost think that's like a he's playing that like screw you for not signing me um type thing right now (laughs) like you know but he i i still think he, he there's a chance he gets moved by the trade deadline you know um, he's one of those guys like it's. You don't think so? It's possible. Yeah, I definitely think he he could maybe find his way to Kansas City or something by the trade deadline. <sighs> Gross. I know. I don't want it to happen, but they. I think they need help there. Like they, Big you time. know, they just that offense is not looking like that offense is supposed to. And yeah, getting Kelsey back has helped out a little bit, but they really need to find somebody else on that offense. Some, you know, another pass catcher, especially with, you know, the running backs haven't been all that effective. I mean, they've worked out here and there situationally, but you know, they're playing kind of the, the running back roulette with Pacheco and McKinnon's getting in and uh, CEH is in there sometimes. And, you know, they just kind of they don't look like the Chiefs have the last several years. I'm sure they'll turn it around. I don't know how. Maybe that'll be, you know, adding a Mike Evans or somebody like that. Yeah, like they all looked good this week because they played the Bears. But besides that, I mean, yeah, they're just not they're just not moving the ball like they used to. You know, like, yeah, Rishi Rice is getting a little bit more involved. He he didn't look bad this week. Um you know, Sky Moore just a little bit. MBS had some long targets, uh, but besides Kelsey, it's just that that's kind of how they're moving the ball right now. So I don't know, kind of an interesting, an interesting one there. Um, we'll see what happens closer toward the the trade deadline. So well, let's hop into the waivers and go over some of the guys that we like for this week. Um, at the we'll go over the quarterbacks first. So a few guys we have on here that might still be available for um, they're available in most leagues. If you're needing a streaming option, like we talked about for Trevor Lawrence or Burrow, or you've just been bouncing around from quarterback um, in some of the deeper leagues, but Jordan love, um, you know, has had a, a solid start to the season. Uh, he's looked good. 
um, in almost every game. He st- he started out struggling pretty bad against the Saints, and you know still figure finished as the QB six on the week. Uh, he's at a QB three, 16 and six finish on the the season. Yeah, so he's QB four on the season right now. Yeah, he had forty four pass attempts, and they're expected to get back both Christian Watson and Aaron Jones this week, which is massive for that offense. I mean, Aaron Jones is a playmaker, both in the running game and the passing game. And then adding Christian Watson back, you know, is just going to be, you know, huge for him too. So uh, if you need an option, that's, that's probably, he's probably the highest on the list for me um, right now. Uh, Then we've got Deshaun Watson. We talked a little bit about him and where he's kind of at, but you know, he hasn't, he hasn't looked good as far as like, a quarterback goes in my opinion like games haven't looked very good this week he looked better completed more of his passes only had six incompletions compared to his like sub 50 percent the first two weeks um did have two passing touchdowns um no rushing touchdowns and only rushed for 16 yards this week but that was mainly because he was going up against tennessee uh they're a pass first defense you know so but he finishes the qb 10 this week so Another option you can look at. Um, talk about CJ Stroud is the next one that we have. Uh, he's been quietly really good, and they are really trusting him to throw the ball. Like we said, their offensive line is terrible. They're not really running the ball, and most of their game scripts involve him needing to pass. Granted, this week was different. Um, they were good all around on special teams. On the defense, kind of more of the Jags struggling. But, you know, he finishes the QB 12, 20 points this week. He had 19 last week against uh, the Colts. Two touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. How would you would you have him higher or lower than Deshaun Watson? Oh, I, hmm. he gets divisional matchup uh, for Watson. Uh, Stroud's home against Pittsburgh. I think, you know, he's going to be able to move the ball through the air. He has so far against, you know, Baltimore, Indy Jacksonville. He put up, uh, he's put up over 900 yards combined in the game, which is, uh, he's one of a very short list of people to ever do that in their first three career games. Um, so it's been very impressive. I certainly don't want to like just rely on CJ Stroud rest of season, but he looks like a pretty good streaming option. And, the Pittsburgh matchup's pretty decent. Um, so I they're kind of on fire right now, too. I think I'd want to go with Stroud over Watson this week. But Love is definitely my first. Yeah, same with me. I think I would go Love, Stroud, and then Watson. And then if you're in a deeper league and um, really desperate and kind of want to not be happy with yourself for the whole day while watching the game, you could start Russell Wilson. Um they do get to play Chicago, which is a horrible defense and a not very good offense right now. So you got, he's going to have the opportunities. There's going to be more offensive possessions um, for this week, I would imagine. I'm hoping, please. Um, and you know he he's he's had six touchdowns on the year. He's uh, QB he QB3 right three now. Finish. Yeah, yeah. He had the he was QB three in week two with three touchdowns. Uh, last week was just they were down so far. He had no rushing yards. Not really. Uh, he's been rushing the ball more this year, which is what's making him a little bit more of a 
um, a decent fantasy quarterback and he's been throwing the touchdowns. You know, he had 306 yards last week, 308 yards the week before. Um, and I expect a little bit of the same against Chicago. So, and now that, you know, Judy's starting to get healthier and getting more snaps. And obviously Mims is turning into their deep threat. Uh, he has caught uh, over a 30 yard pass in, in every game in the season. So, you know, pretty yeah. interesting. I mean, we'll talk about Mims and the wide receivers. I really like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a couple more quarterbacks you can mention. I mean, Daniel Jones has Seattle on Monday Night Football. That's, I think, an interesting one. It's it's uh, in in New Jersey, so uh, a home game for them. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he plays, he's in concussion protocol, but we play the Chargers, and so that's a really good matchup. <laughs> So mm-hmm. you can think about it. I don't think I'd go that direction. I think I'd rather play Daniel Jones. I'd certainly rather play Jordan Love. Um, Brock Purdy goes against Arizona. Um, you know, that's not a, a terrible option. I know that we talk about CMC, but even still, you know, he's he had, you know, he was a QB 13 last week, had 310 yards and two touchdowns, and CMC still had his. Um, and that was with without Brandon Ayuk. Um, and I expect him to play this week uh, with 10 days rest. He almost played last Thursday. So it's not a terrible option going against Arizona. No, not a bad option at all. So, but I do kind of, I do like the Daniel Jones going against Seattle. Um, his rushing ability in that game is, is pretty interesting. It is at home. Um, so yeah, I mean, even Gina, hasn't even, looked great either, and I don't know if they'll have um, their cornerback yet. Yeah. Um. Granted, uh, they are supposed to get Adams back. Seattle is okay. uh, supposed yeah, to be his first right. game. Yeah. This week, so that does make it a little bit more interesting for their defense. Uh, but I mean, even Geno Smith going against the Giants as well. Um, you know, they've they've been passing the ball really well. Uh, Walker's been involved in both the passing game. And then obviously you have the three pass catchers, JSN, Lockett and DK. There's, you know, Gino, you could do worse than Gino as well, but I like the other guys a little bit more. I like Jordan Love more, um, especially going against Detroit. Jordan Love would probably be my, my number one streaming option um, this week. Cause I just, I expect that game to be pretty high scoring. So I'm actually curious what the over under is for that game to open uh, right now, I'll take a look. You want to talk about the running backs real quick? I'll take Absolutely, a look at that. yeah. So at running back, I think the obvious one for most people at the top is going to be Devon A-Chain. Uh, he's probably available in most uh, you know casual leagues out there. Um, certainly going to be owned in dynasty formats, but even a lot of deeper leagues, he's probably available. So uh, he's certainly going to be the one to look for. I don't know what the split exactly is going to look like between him and Mostert uh, going forward. So that's going to be something interesting to watch. But he showed his explosiveness, and this is why they drafted him and why they're going to be you know, in a position where they want to get him on the field more after that game. That was incredible. So uh, I think he's definitely earned more touches in this offense. And uh, I think he and Mostert are going to do a lot of sharing the backfield. But with such an explosive offense, I do think you you know you might be able to play him weekly as like a low-end rb2 flex option and you've seen the upside already is that he can he can go off and win you a week so um 
We've also got Rico Dowdle for Dallas. He was getting a little more involved this uh, this last week. Um, I I like Rico Dowdle personally. I think he's a good running back, and I think you know they've probably not wanted to have everything on Tony Pollard, even though they're willing to give him a huge workload. So uh, I think Dowdle, you know, is is a uh, probably more of a handcuff but has some upside of uh if you're expecting a blowout for dallas he could be very involved at the end of the game running out the clock and he's plenty capable of uh of putting up some fantasy points at the time so uh what did you did you have any additional thoughts 40, on anything? 46 uh so the, the yeah really quick on that detroit game surprisingly it's only 46 it is a pick yeah. game so it's a one and a half point spread or one and a half point favorite for detroit um but 46 seems a little low to me. Um, both those teams are putting up pretty good numbers, so it seems pretty low. But, uh, you know, I still I still like Jordan Love there. But, um, but yeah, on Maybe. A-Chain, obviously he's my – yeah, if, if he's available in your league, you got to at least stash him. Um, I don't know what his involvement will be yet. Uh, you know, that's something we have to kind of wait and see. I <laughs> – I know it'd be hard because people are going to spend quite a bit of fab to try and get him to not put him in your lineup, but Buffalo's got a pretty good defense and we don't know exactly what his involvement is going to be. Like that game was a blowout by far. And they very early carries. Um, so we don't, we're, we're not a hundred percent sure what his involvement is going to be in their closer games, especially against a good Buffalo defense but he's somebody you want to have on your roster and stashed. Um, you know, as far as Rico, it's more of a, it's more of like a stash play for me. If you have the bench space, um, he did get a little bit more involved this week, but, and surprisingly in a game where they were behind, he was getting a little bit more involved. So, you know, that's an interesting one for me, but I don't know that I could really use the roster spot right now, unless you have open roster space or, you need someone to stash for later on. Um, yeah, certainly more for deeper that. leagues. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, was, that's what I was pulling up Melvin Gordon's um, snap share this week because it was actually, it kind of surprised me. Okay. Yeah, that was the next name on the list is Melvin Gordon uh, for Baltimore. And, you know, they've had a lot of injuries in that backfield. He, saw himself get involved this week uh you know after being called off the practice squad i think a week ago so um you know they've got we already saw them lose uh jk dobbins Dobbins, and they also lost justice hill justice hill just went down and so they're pretty much just have gus edwards and melvin gordon yeah melvin gordon had a 40 percent snap share he was rb 34 you know he was given 10 carries and he also had two receptions for 23 yards. So not terrible. You know, he just somehow always ends up on the field for the Ravens. Like they just throw someone out there and they're like, you know what, let's, let's go with, you know, they have, they just end up with all these veterans and they got to throw someone out there in the season. And Melvin Gordon happens to be him this year. So he's not a bad stash play. He's not, you know, if you're in a deep league and you need to start someone, if you've really been suffering these massive injuries that have been going on, um, I think you could do worse as far as a starting running back that you could actually pick. Obviously, A chain's your number one, but I think Melvin. Well, actually, I think the next guy's my number one. Um, 
Roshan. my number two. Yeah, he's my number two behind but behind A chain. But he's looked good and he's getting more involved. So I think Roshan's also my number two. Uh he's the running he's you know running back for Chicago. Um we're seeing that offense try and figure things out. And I think part of trying to figure those out is going to be a bigger workload for Roshan at some point, probably sooner rather than later. So, uh, yeah. Yes. Snap have. percentage has gone up every single week. Yes, Khalil Herbert is still technically the starter there right now. But with them being on this, you know, they've been losing. Um, and he runs hard. He has, you know, uh, Four yards per carry, eight yards per carry, 4.75 yards per carry, you know, a couple of receptions in every single game. He had six in the first game. You know, I just see his involvement starting to grow. And he's someone, you know, I'd probably go A chain and then Roshan as my stashes. Um, you know, we do have Tajay Spears on there. We've talked about him a little bit before in some of the other episodes. So the chances, I mean, I know he's still available in quite a few leagues, but realistically that run game just does not look great for Tennessee at all. I don't know if Henry's toe injury is worse than we thought, but it's starting to worry me a little bit. That's. I just seen a lot of snaps and not a lot of work. Uh, Exactly. And so I think, you know, maybe it is the toe injury because when Derek Henry's out there, they're giving him the ball. And then when they're not, you know, when they're not planning on getting the ball to the running back, Ty J's out there. So uh, it it seems like a snap limitation type of thing for Derrick Henry because, you know, they've not really limited his workload so much when when they're in a situation where they can hand him the ball. Now, they've also been behind constantly. And, you know, while you do expect that Derrick Henry's maybe not going to be out there for every third down, um, it's been, you know, a lot of Ty J Spears out there for those. So, uh, and they've had yeah, a lot I mean, of third downs and been throwing a lot of the, a lot of the time. Yeah. He had 56% of snaps, but was only given four carries and he did have four targets. <laughs> he had four receptions for three yards. So I don't necessarily worry about him taking the job. No, from Henry, no, no, no. Like, you know, or anything like that, which is, but he's more of that stash play. If, Henry, if Henry's toe injury gets worse or if something, you know, were to happen to Henry, he would see a significant workload. So again, that's one of those stash plays for, for somebody. Um, With how bad their running game has been, I don't know how good he would be. Even if he, you know, if Henry were to go down and it, and it was all Ty J Spears, I just don't know how great that would be for fantasy. Honestly. Um, I, I agree. Yeah. It'd be a big workload. He couldn't even, Volume he, he is couldn't king, even get but... past. Yeah, he couldn't even get past the line of scrimmage last week. No. I mean, he was hit multiple times for negative four yards. One, he had negative seven yards. That, that's absurd. You don't see Derrick Henry go down. Like, that means multiple guys are getting back there to take him down to lose seven yards. Like, yeah. you know, he had 11 carries for 20 yards. That's just, that's not Derrick Henry. Like, yeah, um, it's rough for Henry owners right now. Yes. Uh, he does have great matchups though, like coming up, um, later in the season, especially come playoff time. Um, so that's where I'm still kind of holding him and holding out hope that he stays healthy. (laughs) Looking at his playoff matchups was the determining factor for me drafting him in league of record. I looked at his playoff matchups and I went, 
okay, I'm going to draft Derrick Henry because if he makes it to the playoffs, I win. Like, yeah. he's, he gets Houston twice. He gets Houston twice <laughs> in the playoffs. It's not. And he rushes for fair. over 200 yards against Houston almost every time he plays them. Yep. So that's who you want. Um, yeah, I agree. You just have to, he just has to be healthy going into the playoffs and you will be happy. Um, all right, well, let's hop over to the, the wide receivers. There's actually quite a few interesting options uh, at the wide receiver position. Uh, number one for me uh, is Tank Dell. Same, um, absolutely. He has been getting, he's running a ton of routes, super involved. Uh, he's been even, he even ran like 21% of his routes in the slot, which at his size is really surprising. Um, you know, he's been all over the place, deep routes, uh, I really just, I, I really like this guy. Um, and like we talked about with Stroud, he's throwing the ball a ton, but he's had the last two games that his snaps have been, you know, 79% and 61%, 10 targets, seven targets, um, 72 yards and 145 yards and a touchdown um, in both games. I mean, you have to just look at him. I think he's an option that he's one of those people that if you have Higgins, and you have the space to pick someone up, you know, that's an option, I think, to be able to play him in, in a league where there may not be a ton of these guys on the the waiver wire. Is that someone that you would consider? I mean, I just did it with Josh Reynolds, and that backfired on me. But um, play play Tank Dell over T. Higgins right now? Yeah. I think I know, so, yeah. I know it does sound crazy, but it I does, would do it. but Tank Dell has been showing out like he looks great he's getting the targets the offense is moving the ball and they're gonna need to keep doing that because their their defense isn't good so they're gonna allow points and they're gonna need to put up points and stroud has he, stroud hasn't thrown an interception yet um really i thought he's throwing one did he throw one this week because he didn't through the first two maybe he's just fumbled then once no interceptions. Yeah. No interceptions. He's he has ha- he had to have had a fumble because the only person that doesn't have a turnover, only quarterback that doesn't have a turnover this season, is uh, Justin Herbert. He's the last oh. last quarterback left without a turnover. Interesting. Yeah, um, I saw that today. So Stroud must have had a fumble, but still, that's impressive. I mean, to be throwing over having. Close to 40, he had 44, 47, and 30 pass attempts, and to not throw an interception as a rookie. And he played Baltimore too. Like, that's yeah. it's not like you can't just say he's played, he's had, you know, easier matchups. Like, the Baltimore game, for his first NFL game, and he did not throw an interception with 44 pass attempts is pretty impressive. Yeah. And nine, um, over 900 yards on the season, four touchdowns, no picks. Pretty yeah. darn good. Yeah. Pretty impressive. And, you know, like we said, he's going to have some negative game script um, in a lot of these games, especially, you know, toward the end of the season. He does have some touch ma- tough matchups. Um, Tank Dell, like in the like later on, toward, you know, in the in the season. But, you know, hey, it's not something you have to worry about. We already talked about how Tennessee plays Houston in the playoffs twice. And that exactly. Tennessee secondary is really bad. So, yes, there you go. You know, Tank, Tank Dell, Dell Derrick could Henry could be the the combo to win you a championship. That is a there it is. You just solved. I solved fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, it's over. 
Everybody spend all your fab on Tank Dell. Make sure you get Derrick Henry and you're going to win a championship. Buy him low right now. Yeah. I don't it's know if not I a would bad do it. In a redraft, yeah, it's really not a bad idea to maybe, you know, like I think if you could buy low on Derrick Henry, and I'm talking about like actually buy low, not, you know, go do a trade where you're involving getting uh, somebody uh, good up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if if the Henry manager is worried and and frantically trying to sell, then I think in you know, in a redraft you should absolutely buy. Not I wouldn't go buy in a dynasty. You know, unless yeah. you can get him really cheap and you're a win now team. Everybody that's listening to this and dynasty you're not getting him from me. So just I already uh, tried. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that team did not die. Did not die. Zach, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I'm not going to let him. The whole week, he's he's going to. I'm giving him crap. I told you he sent me so. a card, right? To, oh, yeah. Uh, like a condolences card for my loss. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, he's, a, way to he's him. a terrible person. Yeah, uh. he's, getting, he's getting something. I also texted his wife and said when he gets home, slap his but and say gg for me <laughs> um so i don't know if, i don't know if she did it but i hope she did so um but yeah so let's hop into a couple of these other guys here we got um marvin mims you know he's he's a stash play but in some deeper leagues he you have the ability to play him he this every is, game he's this is who i wanted to talk about Okay, I'll let you go. Let's well, hear it. Okay, so no, his, do it. his yep. snap percentage right now, he played 27% of snaps week one, then 24-24 in week two and three. There is no way that those snaps can stay this low with the way he is performing on the field. He is absolutely electric with the ball in his hands. He's doing it in the punt return game now. He's shown it, you know, stretching the field. So they need to get this guy out there more. Um and I think, yeah, you mentioned the Cortland Sutton fumbles. I think that's that's maybe a pathway for him to get some more play time. So I'm really excited about Marvin Mims. I think if Tank Dell was already picked up last week, which he probably should have been, uh, Marvin Mims might be my number one target right now. Definitely. And if you have a league where you score points on, um, you know, return yards or, you know, special teams touchdowns count toward the player, you know, he is returning the punts and the kick returns for Denver as well. And he had a 99 yard in it, you know, count is six points. Um, so yeah, that's know, some a good call have that is as well. So for sure. Know your you know. settings. And if, if, if you can do that, Mims is an even better play as a wide receiver, which I, I think, you know, if you're playing three wide receivers plus a flex, you, he's probably a guy that you can start right now. He's at least, you know, getting involved and he's involved in, they're trying to get him in the end zone. So, yeah, and deep passes like crazy. And to be honest, we're gonna have a lot of negative game script. I mean, we're gonna play the Chiefs, we're gonna play the Chargers. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be behind in a lot of games, and he's gonna be involved. Yeah, and he's fast. So, <laughs> yes, very fast. So just he's somebody definitely to look at. Uh, Josh Downs is another guy that's been kind of interesting. I mean, honestly, just that Colts offense in general. Um, I you know Minshew filled in really nice. They got the win against Baltimore, which was pretty surprising to me um but they that you know Minshew's a, a really good backup so you know it wasn't it wasn't terrible um for them Pittman's been really involved this season eight over eight receptions in all three games this season 
But, uh, you know, this last week, Josh Downs had 12 targets for 57 yards. Um, you know, in a full PPR format, he's a, a great target, a great play. Yeah, there's um, word going around that he has solidified himself as the number two there. So if you were an Alec Pierce believer, that hope may be going down because it sounds like Josh Downs has really taken over as it's it's Pittman Downs. Those are the two. Yeah. 80% of snaps last week. Um, you know, and yeah, like you talked about with Pierce, um, you know, he's, yeah, he got seven targets last week. He's playing a lot of snaps, but he's just not getting the ball, uh, not really involved in it. And so definitely keep an eye on that. Rishi Rice is another one. You know, he's, he's getting a little bit more involved each week. We talked about the, the need for a wide receiver there. It's just a matter of who's going to eventually step up. Um, he had seven targets last week, so those could eventually turn into something in Kansas city. So he's someone to certainly keep an eye on as well. We talked a little bit about Josh Palmer, um, Adam Thielen. He's only owned in like 58% of leagues. He's somebody I would, I would look at. He is getting targeted in Carolina and is still catching touchdowns. I don't, that guy can age as much as he want. He will catch touchdowns. The ageless so, wonder in the red zone, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, you know, you can't expect a lot of rack and he's, you know, he's not going to be out there uh, getting stiff arms, throwing guys to the ground and doing crazy things, but he can still run routes with the best of them. So it's not all that surprising that he's become kind of the reliable target there for, uh, you know, um, just for either quarterback they're playing in Carolina right now. So uh, yeah. he had a, he had a huge week and, and it was a 14 little targets, yeah, 11 for 145 and one. He was the wide receiver four on the week with Andy Dalton back there at quarterback. So still, yeah. still looking <laughs> all right, Andy Dalton. He's currently the, the wide receiver nine on the season. Is Andy Dalton better than Zach Wilson? Oh Yeah. Yeah, there's so I, many I options. Almost, I would pick almost any. Like I said, Jameis Winston. Yeah, Jameis Winston. It would be so fun to watch. Jameis, It'd be a lot Jameis of fun. Oh, my gosh. That would be so fun. It'd be yeah, so many throw, turnovers. All the, yeah, their defense would be getting turnovers. Man. He'd throw the picks. Yeah. It'd be great. It'd be so fun. Yeah. Yeah, but I, Garrett ugh, Wilson. I mean, yeah, Garrett Wilson would be catching 200 yards a game with Jameis Winston back oh, there slinging he it. Would just be bombing it to him. It would be look at look what we had with Mike Evans and him. Uh-huh. It was so fun to watch, and we could have that with Garrett Wilson. Ah, just make the call, Jets. Give well, us give us some fun. The Saints aren't going to do it now. Cars hurt. Nope, cars hurt. Yep, they lost their chance. So, all right, let's. Oh. Uh, Speaking yeah, of, as we transition into tight end, if cars hurt, do you think Taysom Hill is playable at tight end this week? Honestly, maybe. The tight end position is absolutely terrible, and he's a gadget player. I mean, he he runs the ball. That's it. They put him in there to run the ball, and you know they're not going to... I mean, we saw it last year with Winston. They they ran the ball with uh, Taysom Hill quite a bit. Um, you could do worse, honestly. I mean, the the tight end position is just horrible. It's you're just hoping and praying someone falls into the end zone. That's it. Uh, you know, there is a few guys that are starting to rise a little bit for me, though. I mean, Jake Ferguson is one of them. Um, 
he seems to be getting pretty involved. We know Dallas really loves the the tight end position. Um, Luke Musgrave is another one. I mean, Jordan Love is just barely missing him on some deep routes. And if he starts catching those, Musgrave is going to be a, a big, big addition there. Um, you know, uh, Jake Ferguson has 18 targets on the season. Um, you know, not terrible. He's currently the tight end 12, not saying much. But, you know, he doesn't – he has one touchdown in week two. Um, but he's he's someone that interests me quite a bit um, going forward. Uh, let's talk about Kyle Pitts, though. I said he was a drop last week. Are you, are you still – are you holding on to him? I know Zach says we're crazy Zach, for saying yes, to drop him. Zach was highly critical of our, our tight end take. Um, and, uh, you know, I get it. And I think his argument had some points where, you know, he was talking about, you know, what kind of upside does a Zacherts offer you over a Kyle Pitts? And I think he does have a good point there, but, um, the chance know, I, to catch a touchdown, I, I think, well, uh, I mean... you know, Arizona's mm-hmm. offense is, is moving the ball and they're doing it with some passing. Whereas when the Falcons offense moves, it's only on the ground. So I, I just I I feel like if you have Kyle Pitts on your team, and this is why I wasn't drafting him anywhere. If you have Kyle Pitts on your team, you are reluctant to look elsewhere at tight end. You want to just play Pitts, and that's maybe going to work out like a couple weeks out of the year. Where you know this, I mean, this week he had, um, he had nine targets. He had nine targets, five receptions for forty yards. It was an okay week in a PPR format at the tight end position. But if that's the ceiling that he's offering you, which it seems to me like it is because the, tar- like the targets really aren't reliable and best case scenario, he catches a touchdown and that doesn't seem very likely either. So, you know, I mean, just on his history, he hasn't caught a lot of touchdowns so far as a player. There's a lot of tight ends out there who I feel like have a better week to week chance of catching a touchdown. You know, David Njoku hasn't been that successful this year, but I feel like with his history, he's he's got a better chance in a random week to just catch a touchdown. Uh, Hunter Henry um, has already shown it, you know, so all the tight ends are really bad. And if you didn't already go get Sam Laporta, then you're going to be disappointed frequently with your tight end. So I just think trying to find an offense that's actually throwing the ball is kind of the way to go and maybe you need to play the matchup game and that's tough to do um but you know i'm struggling with the same thing with dallas goddard right now where it's like there's just there's no production and his targets are kind of starting to turn around but that offense only looks good when they're running the ball um yeah you know or or throwing deep to to devonta smith you know those are really the only two things working for that offense right now and so um i'm a little less you know, willing to give up on Goddard because I think the the Eagles do have a reasonably good offense. Whereas I think the Falcons, you know, if people can figure out how to stop their run game, then that offense is bad, really bad. Um, they, you mm-hmm. know, they have to have the run game going. Otherwise they, they just don't move at all. Um, Ritter's not good. So it, it's really tough. It hurts me too because I'm, you know, I'm a Drake London owner and believer. I think he's really good at football and it's, you know, it, 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 I, I struggle to put him in my lineup at all. in in the dynasty league, I own him in, we play, you know, we've got a couple flexes in that league and I still, I, I don't want to play him 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think, I mean, I don't blame someone for holding on to Kyle Pitts, but I just think that there's, to me, there's guys with higher upside that I would rather start. I, I think Jake Ferguson has a better chance of getting into the end zone. I think Luke Musgrave does. Um, I think Hunter Henry does. Those are guys that I would honestly rather roster than Kyle Pitts. I know Kyle Pitts is far more talented than any that's, of them. Yeah, that's not even close. Like that discussion is entirely different from what is his fantasy outlook right now. And just like right yeah. now, it, it's really not good. And I don't want to be relying on him week to week. If you want to put him on your bench and then stream other tight ends while he sits on your bench and looks nice, that's fine. But like, you know, I, I just... I feel like there's other guys every week that I would want to play more than I'd want to play Kyle Pitts right now. Yep. And that probably didn't work out this week. You know, like Zach Ertz had a bad week. Hunter Henry had a bad week. Kyle Pitts finally had like a decent week. And so, you know, if you did that, that didn't work out for you this week. But I think over the whole on, you know, on the year that it's going to work out the other way where Pitts, because of that offense and because of, of just how low volume the passing is, you're going to be disappointed way more often than you get even a decent week. Yeah. Let alone a really good week, you know, like, is he going to, is Kyle Pitts going to have a two touchdown game on the year? Probably not. Could David and Joku almost like he does that pretty much every year. So I wouldn't be shocked at all. Is Mm -hmm. Hunter Henry already had a two touchdown game, didn't he? In week one. Yeah. Yes. So like that's that's the that's the other difference is it's like, yeah, the upside of Kyle Pitts career is way higher than these other guys. But on a week to week basis, is his upside as high as these other guys? I don't think it is. I think Zach Ertz is probably more likely to have a two touchdown game than Kyle Pitts just with the way those offenses are running right now. You know, and then if Kyler comes back later and you're getting even more from Ertz with a more competent, I mean. You know, we we talked about how good Dobbs has looked, but still, you know, if you get Kyler back, that's even a bigger bump for a guy like Ertz. And um, so, yeah, I just I think you, you got to try and look elsewhere and not be stuck where you're at. And, uh, you know, I'm worried about that with Goddard, too, just because of the way that offense has looked. And even though he's finally starting to get the targets they're they're really short targets. They're not, you know, moving the ball. They're not he's not racking up yardage. He's not getting a lot of end zone looks. And so can be tough with these guys. Yeah, agreed. I'm disappointed with the whole position. Except for Sam Laporta. If he is out there, go get him. He's only available in like 27% of leagues. But if he is available on your waivers, go get him. Um, I think he could finish as the tight end three on the year, maybe four, depending on how Hawkinson does this year too. Um, but I he's very involved and... You know, he had, a, he had 11 targets, eight receptions last week. That's somebody you want to try and go out and get. Um, uh, Kelsey's obviously still your number one. And then I think it's going to be a toss up between, and then probably Andrews. And then I think it's a toss up between Hawkinson and, and Laporta, depending on how the offenses do and what happens with the quarterback position in Minnesota. If they make an, a change, I mean, you could see more targets even for, for Hawkinson because of depending on what the quarterback position does there. So. Um, and then last part, we got our defenses, just a few defenses. We, you know, could talk about streaming, uh, the chiefs, they get the jets. Uh, we've been talking about him all day, but Zach Wilson just can't throw the ball. So, um, that's somebody you want to, the chiefs are, uh, a great streaming option this week. The Broncos. Yes, I know they just gave up 70 points. 
but the Bears are not the Miami Dolphins. So they're a good streaming option against the Bears. They give up sacks like crazy. Um, the Saints against the Bucks, and then also the Bucks against the Saints with Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston throws interceptions. Everybody knows it, so you're going to have the opportunity to maybe have a pick six um, or even just a couple of interceptions in that game. Um, I expect that to be a pretty low-scoring game. I'm pretty sure the over-under is like 40 and a half on that game, one of the lowest over-unders of the week. Yeah, that's so, why I like both of these defenses. I expect there's going to be quite a few sacks to go around, maybe some turnovers on both sides of the ball. So it's, it's going to mm-hmm. be a slugfest, and that can turn into points for your defense. Yeah. And then you have the Bengals. They they play the, the Titans. We talked about the Titans. Their run game looks terrible. Their passing is horrible, too. Uh, you, you know, you never know what you're going to get with the Bengals defense, though. Um, but uh, they, they looked pretty good this week against the Rams, who who are, actually have a pretty good offense, I think, this year. And uh, they, they held up pretty well on Monday night. And then you could look at, you know, last straw if you really needed to, but Houston gets Pittsburgh. Um, you know, yeah, they have the potential to, to throw the ball quite a bit. Their run game hasn't looked the greatest um, still, but, you know, Houston's defense, I, I don't – I don't know if that was more of just Jacksonville just looks horrible or if Houston's defense is starting to figure something out. I think it's more of Jacksonville. I think you said the same thing. Yeah. But so. All right. Well, I think that's all all we've got for our waiver wire week week three. Good stuff. Anything else you want to add in? Nah, man. This was fun. All right. Great, great episode. Um, awesome week of football. Can't wait for next week. Uh Thursday night, we could, you know. Pretty, pretty good game. Like I said, uh, Green Bay is expecting back um, Aaron Jones and uh, Christian Watson. So uh, that should back. be. I need Aaron Jones back so bad. Yeah. He snuck out the win, though. Ah, snuck just, out the win. just barely. By the one yard line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was insane. We had some crazy week. Like, this like between throw on that ball to Puka at the end of the uh, game. That was, uh, yeah. If, if he got in the end zone, did. I lost. And he thankfully didn't. And then the touchdown <laughs> went to 2 2 Atwell. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that was crazy. Saved, saved my keister. So. Um, shout out to Alex too. Like, dude, our match was insane. It was, we had 154 and 141 points and I was watching, he had four people going Monday night and I was watching just like, Oh, stop. You guys are scoring too much. Everybody scored on his team. And I was just like, this is, this is good. You you're doing good. I had a 70 point lead and it ended up coming to a lot closer than I thought it was going to, <laughs> so. but uh, you can find us on X or Twitter. Um, our main account is at Best Coast FF, and I'm at BCFF underscore Brandon. I'm at BCFF underscore Jordan. And Zach is and at BCFF underscore Zach, Z-A-K. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Everyone have a great week four, and we will see you guys next week. Peace. See you, man.